0: Of the Third Kind.
1: Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron, and I am one of your hosts. There are two other hosts that are joining me today Hans, howdy, and Danielson. Hey, guys, what's up? Now, real quick before we start today's episode, I just want to say that if you would like to
2: support the show, then there's a few ways that you could do that. One of the ways is Patreon. Each week, we release a Patreon exclusive episode that only Patreon supporters can get access to. To sign up, it's only $5 a month, which is 16 cents a day. Not only do you get an extra episode each week for that $5, but you also
0: get access to the entire catalog of past Patreon episodes. In total, we have over 71 extra Patreon episodes, which is over 80 extra hours of listening pleasure. To see the full list of Patreon episodes, go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com and click on the Patreon Episodes tab. There you will see an entire list of Patreon-exclusive episodes that we have published.
1: Also, today we added another Patreon-exclusive episode, which is over Clone-Aid and the Raelian Cult. So you get access to that episode, as well as all the others, for just $5.
2: Now, if you can't afford a Patreon membership, but you want to help us out, then leave us
0: a written review on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. However, don't feel pressured to leave us one. If you don't want to, then that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever or whatever you are to enjoy the show.
1: And that is the end of the announcements. So today's episode is over human cloning. So, how this episode will go today is that we'll talk about the history of cloning, and then we'll go into strange facts and findings, the theories. And of course, wrap it all up with our own personal thoughts and theories. So with that being said, let's get into today's episode.
2: Celebrities, music artists,
0: actors, influencers. We see them every day on social media platforms. Many of these individuals hold influential power over parts of the population.
1: But what if we told you that your favorite celebrity, music artist, or even influencer may actually be dead? That the person you
2: see now is simply just a clone. As crazy as this sounds, Recently, leaked government documents describe this happening. This is human cloning.
1: Now, before we jump into these theories, let's discuss the history of cloning so that we can kind of fully understand it better. So, Dan, can you tell us how this all started?
0: All right. So this all started back in the early 1960s. During this era, scientists at the time were wanting a place where they could get together and speculate about the future of humanity. But there was nowhere they could do that. So in 1963, the Siba Foundation decided to hold an international conference where scientists could do that. 27 scientists
2: from all over the world decided to attend this conference. Some of the discussions were agricultural production in relation to the world's population, a.k.a. if there is going to be enough food in the future for everyone in the world.
1: Others discussed methods to improve farming and food processing. Now, there were some individuals that discussed the possibility of needing population control and how they could do that by controlling reproduction. AKA, you know, telling people if and when they can have babies.
0: So after all those interesting discussions and heated debates, a scientist named JBS Haldane decided to bring up his topic. Now, JBS was a British Indian scientist who was known for his work in the study of genetics, evolutionary biology, and mathematics. All right,
2: so JBS was obviously smart. So what was his topic over? Well. It was the biological possibilities for the human species for the next 10,000 years. JBS then made an
1: opening statement, which he said, I am hopeful that human cells can be grown on a medium of precisely known chemical composition. Perhaps the first step will be the production of a clone from a single fertilized egg.
0: Assuming that cloning is possible, I expect that most clones would be made from people at least 50 years old, except for athletes and dancers, who would be cloned at a younger age. The selection of individuals cloned would be the people who have excelled in a socially acceptable accomplishment.
2: Of course, right after that speech, all the other scientists were like, Okay, JBS, okay, you brought it today. Seriously though, this was the first time that anyone had introduced the idea of human cloning which this idea kind of sparked an awakening for scientists and individuals all around the world to want to see if this was actually possible.
1: All right, so let's fast forward three years later in 1966. Now, during this time, there was a popular monthly peer-reviewed scientific journal called the American Naturalist. In this scientific journal, a Nobel Prize-winning geneticist named Joshua Lederberg wrote an article where he was advocating for cloning and genetic engineering.
0: One year later in 1967, that same geneticist, Joshua, he wrote another article, except this time it was in the Washington Post, and it again was about the need for cloning and genetic engineering advancements for the betterment of the human race. Now, These articles sparked a huge debate between scientists around the world. Yeah, especially in the conservative community.
2: There was a bioethicist named Leo Kass who decided to write an article about Joshua, pretty much trying to get him canceled. Leo said, and I quote, the programmed reproduction of man will in fact dehumanize him.
1: So a few years passed after that of, you know, Leo trying to get Joshua canceled. And in uh, 1971, geneticist and Nobel Prize winner James D. Watson decided to publish an article in the Atlantic Monthly. Now, this article was titled, Moving Towards the Clonal Man. In it,
0: he said, Today we must face the fact that the rapid progress in working out the conditions for routine test tube conception of human eggs means that human embryo development needs to be a process that is no longer shrouded in secrecy. It can become instead an event open to a variety of experimental manipulations. We must assume that techniques for this process are likely to become
2: general medical practice within some 10 to 20 years. At the same time, we must anticipate strong, if not hysterical, reactions from many people of even greater concern would be the potentialities
1: for misuse by an inhumane totalitarian government. Different societies are likely to view the matter differently. The situation would then be ripe for legal or illegal human cloning. This is a matter far too important to be left solely in the hands of the scientific and medical communities.
0: So that is what James stated. And this Kind of caused more drama in the scientific and medical community. However, the drama didn't really hit the mainstream. It was still just within those small groups of individuals. The majority of the population at the time didn't really have a clue about cloning or what was going on behind the scenes. For decades, scientists
2: had tried and failed to clone mammals from existing adults. The repeated failures led scientists to speculate about the significance of timing and process but that all would change in 1996.
1: Hell yeah, it would. So during that year at the Roslyn Institute in Scotland, there was this British biologist named Ian Wilmot. So him and his colleagues had made a breakthrough in cloning. Now behind closed doors, shrouded in secrecy with the Illuminati, okay, maybe not with the Illuminati, but shrouded in secrecy, this Roslyn Institute, had been doing cloning experiments with animals, which they had been mostly unsuccessful doing.
0: Now that was until 1996, in which Ian and his team of researchers at Roslyn successfully cloned a female sheep, in which they named Dolly. It was the world's first successful clone of an adult mammal. So how
2: this team did this is super complicated, but we will try to break it down to more simpler terms, so it's easier to understand. Now, this technique that the team at Roslyn used to create Dolly would end up being called somatic cell nuclear transfer or SCNT for short. So, how this SCNT works
1: is that it involves taking an unfertilized egg cell and then removing the nucleus from it. Okay, so you remove the nucleus from this unfertilized egg cell, you then take the mammary cell with the nucleus and all its genetic material in it, and you use electrical pulses to fuse the mammary cell with the unfertilized egg cell.
0: This fusion process then results in the transfer of the mammary cell nucleus into the egg cell, which then it begins to divide, which turns into an embryo. This egg-now embryo is guided by its new genetic material, a.k.a. the mammary cell, to develop as a being who is genetically almost identical to the being from which the nucleus of the mammary cell was taken from. So, in
2: 1996, the Roslin team created 13 of these embryos using the SCNT method. They transferred them into 13 different female sheep who became the surrogates. Of the 13, only one officially carried the pregnancy. 148 days later, which is the normal pregnancy for a sheep, Dolly was born, and history was made. Now this
1: Dolly, this cloned sheep, she remained alive, and actually remained alive for a pretty long time. She had a functional heart, liver, brain, and other organs. Just a little knowledge nugget, in February of 2003, veterinarians actually found out that she was suffering from a progressive lung disease, so they uh, euthanized her.
0: No. They
1: shot her. I don't know if they shot her, but they just put her down. Now, her body uh, is preserved and is currently displayed at the National Museum of Scotland in Edinburgh. So, if you want to go take a look at it, you can go there.
0: So, back to 1996. Dolly had been successfully cloned and everyone at the Roslin Institute was stoked. Now, at this time, the Roslin Institute had told no one. They decided to make an announcement in February of 1997 saying that, Dolly's birth marked a milestone in science. That this dispelled decades of presumptions that mammals could not be cloned. So just
2: like that, in the 60s and 70s, some people were excited about the possibilities and others were scared. This ignited a big worldwide debate concerning the many possible uses and misuses of the cloning technology.
1: Now this same year, when all this occurred, The original human clone himself, and also reptilian, may I add, Bill Clinton, who was the president of the United States at the time, he decided to go in front of the National Bioethics Advisory Commission. He went up there and he told all them people, including people around the world also, that they should give careful thought on how they should proceed regarding human cloning. And he also said, hey, we ain't going to be funding any, uh, human cloning projects in the United States
0: well a scientist named Richard Seed didn't give much careful thought because he said you Bill Clinton we cloning humans up in this bitch
1: that's exactly what he said is it no no it's not (laughs) (laughs) I like to imagine it though but no it's not what he said
0: so only one year later in 1998 scientist Richard Seed made an announcement that he was going to set up a human clone clinic in Chicago But not only was this clinic going to be in Chicago, but he was going to expand it to 10 to 20 locations nationally, then to 5 to 6 locations internationally. Now, this announcement was kind of a shock. The
2: U.S. federal government was like, uh, huh, what do we do? As they were sitting on their thumbs, some of the states started passing legislation that made human cloning illegal. At the same time, 19 European nations acted quickly and banned human cloning, but other countries were still not taking it seriously.
1: In November of that year, the world's first hybrid human clone was created using that same SCNT method, and it was a human-cow hybrid, and I wish I was joking, but I am not.
0: How this hybrid was created is that a cow's egg had its nucleus removed. A man then had a cell from his leg taken and inserted into that cow's egg that didn't have a nucleus in which it created a hybrid cell. The cell was cultured and ended up developing into an embryo. Supposedly, this embryo was destroyed 12 days later.
1: Yeah, right. You know they didn't destroy it 12 days later. No. They got some half man, half cow running around milking his udders. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's continue.
2: This human hybrid clone was announced to the world. And, of course, it was a hot debate. Shortly after this announcement, the big bad United Nations stepped in. They said, we are not cloning humans up in this bitch. Look, we have a paper that is signed by 86 other countries that are opposed to human cloning. So don't do it anymore. Huh. <laughs>
1: some people were like, whatever, we don't care about your paper, United Nations. So we didn't stop people from still experimenting. Uh, For an example, in 2003, the first cloned mule was produced by an American scientist. Then in 2005, the first cloning of a dog, which was called Snoopy, that was carried out and it was successful. And then only one year later, in 2006, Iranian scientists, successfully cloned a few sheep. Hmm. So that didn't stop them. United Nations really didn't do anything.
0: Now, all of those clonings were of animals. Nothing to do with humans. But that quickly changed in January of 2008. A biotechnology company named Stemagen announced that they successfully created the first five mature human embryos using the SCNT method. These embryos were created by taking a nucleus from a skin cell that was donated by doctors at the company. The company then acquired human eggs
2: and removed the nucleus from them and placed the skin cells with their nucleus intact into some human eggs. The embryos were successful and then studied as they developed. The biotech companies stated that they only studied the embryos up to the blastocyst stage at which they destroyed them.
1: If you don't know what the blastocyst stage is, let me hit you with some knowledge nuggets then. Alright, to understand this stage, we got to go way back. we got to go back to when a man sticks his penis into a vagina of a woman and shoots his sperm up in there. The sperm then swims and goes into the egg, which then creates a fertilized egg. That fertilized egg has different cell stages over the next few days. It goes from stage of 2 cell to 4 cell to 8 cell to 16 cell and then to the blastocyst stage which takes around five to six days for, you know, from the egg being fertilized to actually reach this stage. Now, from this stage, it starts developing into a fetus, which that's around four to five weeks is when it goes from a blastus stage to a a fetus stage. So there you go, a crash course in a timeline of embryo development. I did provide a little picture here for you guys to take a look at. I know the listeners can't see it. If you want to look up embryo uh, development on Google Images or DuckDuckGo Images, it just kind of breaks it down even further. Looks like a damn reptilian. (laughs) Damn reptilian. (laughs) What's wrong
0: with that thing?
1: All right, let's continue on.
0: Now, not much happened after that until 10 years later in 2018, when China decided to throw their hat in the cloning debates. The Institute of Neuroscience of the Chinese Academy of Sciences in Shanghai announced that they used the SCNT method to successfully clone two identical female crab-eating macaques which were named Zongzong Zong and Hua Hua. They were the first cloned primates produced by this technique.
1: I didn't know what the hell a macaque or whatever the hell it's called macaques. was, so I had to look it up and it's basically just a small monkey. So, they cloned two small monkeys. So there you go.
2: All right, so continuing on to the history of cloning, only less than a year later In January of 2019, China reported that they were successful in the creation of five identical cloned gene-edited monkeys, using the same cloning technique that was used with Zongzong and HaHa, that these monkey clones were made in order to study several medical diseases.
1: Now, the birth of these cloned primates, again, it raised concerns not only from the community, but also from bioethicists. So a guy named Mu Ming Pu, who was the founding director of the Shanghai-based Institute of Neuroscience of the Chinese Academy of Sciences, which was basically the academy that did the cloning of these primates. Well, this Mu Ming Pu guy was interviewed.
0: He was asked if human cloning would be next. Pu said, and I quote, Technically speaking, one can clone humans, but we're not going to do it. There's absolutely no plan to do anything on humans.
1: So that's the history of cloning, and that's pretty much timeline of it all the way until today. So now that we got that under our belts and we got the basic understanding of it, let's get into some strange facts and findings. So Hans, do you want to hit us with the first strange fact and finding?
2: Our first strange fact and finding is the legality of human cloning. In total, as of 2018, about 70 countries around the world have banned human cloning. Now, in the United States, there are no federal laws in which ban human cloning completely. 15 American states are Kansas, California, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Indiana, hell yeah, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, North Dakota, New Jersey, Rhode Island, South Dakota, and Virginia, ban reproductive cloning, and three states, Arizona, Maryland, and Missouri, prohibit the use of public funds for such activities. Ten states, California, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Maryland, Massachusetts, Missouri, Montana, New Jersey, and Rhode Island, have clone and kill laws that prevent cloned embryo implantation for childbirth, but allows embryos to be destroyed. In the United Kingdom, the Human Reproductive Cloning Act was passed in 2001, which prohibits the placing of a human embryo which has been created otherwise than by fertilization. You know they like they found out how to, to perfect it, and what they did was they cloned the queen.
1: Yeah, we got an interesting story about the Queen. It's funny you bring that up. Okay,
2: all right, my bad.
1: No, 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 you're good, you're good. We, we do have an interesting story coming up about the queen, so.
2: In Canada, it is illegal to clone humans and grow embryos for research. They also made it illegal to make changes to human DNA that could pass from one generation to the next. Damn, Canada got that shit on lock. Yeah, but
1: you know they have. They got clones of people running around. So that's just kind of like the legality of human cloning. Not a juicy strange fact and finding. But, trust me, it gets juicier as we go on through these strange facts and findings. So, Dan, do you want to start us off with this next one?
0: So, our next strange fact and finding leads us to the question, has a human ever been successfully cloned? Now, the answer to that is no, if you are believing the scientific community. But, the technology and scientific understanding are in a place to make such an event plausible.
1: Which brings us to a very interesting Declassified United States Department of Defense document. Now, this declassified document states its corporate author as the RAND National Defense Research Institute and was reported in January of 2001. And it says the following
2: Life will be revolutionized by the growing effect of technology across all dimensions of life social, economic, political, and personal. Biotechnology will enable us to identify, understand, manipulate, improve, and control living
0: organisms, including ourselves. Smart materials and nanotechnology will change the way we produce devices while expanding their capabilities. The results could be astonishing. Effects may include significant improvements in human quality of life and lifespan, high rates of industrial turnover, Continued globalization, reshuffling of wealth, shifts in power from nation states to non-governmental organizations and individuals, improvements in quality of life with accompanying prosperity and reduced tension, and the possibility of human eugenics and cloning.
1: So that's a lot of things that they predicted in 2001. Right. Which we haven't really hit much of those. That we know of. Yeah, that we know of, which I was going to say, which makes me think how much of it's actually being held back, you know. All right, so let's go on to our next strange fact and finding, which is about a company called Clone Aid. So all the way back in 1997, three months after the cloning of that sheep Dolly was successful, there was a religious cult called the Raelians. They decided to make an
2: announcement now, real quick, Raelianism is a UFO religion that was founded in the 1970s. Their beliefs are that humans were created scientifically in laboratories by extraterrestrials
0: whose name is Elohim. Alright, so this UFO religion made an announcement that aliens told them to go forward with cloning humans. So the group created CloneAid, which was an organization dedicated to human cloning. Not many
1: people were taking CloneAid seriously. That was until they immediately opened up their lab in West Virginia to start human cloning. Now, the United States government caught wind of this and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. They ran in and they shut them down.
2: This didn't stop cloning, though. They quickly packed up their stuff and moved their entire operation to the Bahamas. On December twenty seventh, two 2002, The group announced that they had successfully cloned the first human baby named Eve. Aid had claimed to have successfully brought to life 14 human baby clones.
0: Now I know we didn't dive deep into this topic and just kind of gave you the surface level information on it. And that is because on our Patreon episode today we actually go super deep into this Aid organization. It's extremely strange. So strange that we originally had a different Patreon episode scheduled for this week. However, after reading about this clonade and being led down that rabbit hole, we decided to change the Patreon topic and dive deep into this organization. So if you want more details about this crazy organization and the UFO cult behind it, then go sign up for our Patreon page, you know, for only $5 and it'll give you access to not only that episode, but all of the other 70 plus Patreon episodes for only $5.
1: And, uh, this Rayleighism and and clonade, man, that. That shit is nuts. Like, I was looking up the companies they have, and I thought Rayleighism was a joke, and I'm like, whoa, this is like some Scientology, but on kind of on steroids, you know? I would like to see the Rayleighisms
2: and Scientology go at it. Their symbols kind of, like, reminiscent of something, that don't you think?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was looking at that, I was like, whoa. All right, so let's go on to our next strange fact and finding, which is about pet cloning. A few years ago, someone at my old job got their dog cloned. Yeah, it it really happened. Somebody's dog died, and they're like, oh, my wife's really upset about it, so we went and got it cloned. So us researching this topic kind of reminded me of that, and we decided, you know, let's look into it. So we found a company called CenoGene. Now, on their website, it states the following.
2: Losing a pet is heartbreaking. But since 2017, CenoGene has provided technological solutions to clone your cat, dog, or horse by using a procedure of somatic cell nuclear transfer. As a worldwide animal cloning expert, our scientists have been developing cloning technology to better serve society. At CenoGene,
0: hundreds of animals have been successfully cloned and delivered. On their how it works section, they state, our clients initially sign the service agreement with SinoGene. an authorized veterinarian physician collects a sample at a laboratory of SinoGene or a third party institution and ships the sample to us. After the samples arrive, the service process starts from cell separation, culturing, nucleus transfer, cloning embryo, development, cloning embryo transfer, a surrogacy, dog pregnancy, and finally the birth of a newly cloned dog. Two months after the cloned pet is born, it is delivered to the client with its genetic identification certificate by a third-party testing institution.
1: Now, it also had a statement after that that said, the cloned pet and the donor pet have a consistent genetic sequence. Thus, the traits associated with the genes will be identical. The natural temperament, of a cloned pet is similar to that of a donor pet but may also slightly change depending on the environment in which they grow up.
2: Now, how much does this service cost? You might ask. Well, cloning a cat is only $35,000. Cloning a dog, 50,000, and cloning a horse, that's $85,000.
1: Do you think they actually clone the pets or do you think that they maybe like take a bunch of pictures of it and then go out and try to find a stray? That looks similar to it, or like a newborn kitten that looks similar to the older cat? Probably. And they're like, woo, we just made a we just made a big profit. We got this free off of Facebook Marketplace. We just made 35000 I mean, not a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's go to our next strange fact and finding.
0: So our last strange fact and finding revolves around Richard Seed. You guys remember him, right? He was the one that wanted to open up all the cloning clinics back in the day. Well, let's talk about him for a little bit.
1: All right, so this Richard dude was born in Chicago and graduated from River Forest High School in Illinois and then attended Harvard University. So in 1953, Richard received his master's degree as well as his PhD in physics from Harvard. Now, shortly after graduating, his interest shifted to a new frontier of biomedicine and he co-founded a company in the early 1970s that commercialized a technique for transferring embryos into cattle.
2: After that, Richard and his brother Randolph, who was a surgeon, by the way, together they started another company called Fertility and Genetics Research Incorporated, in which they helped infertile women conceive children using the same technique that he was using in cattle. Now, this technique was cumbersome, and involved flushing embryos out of the uterus of the egg donor. Only a few years later, in vitro fertilization came along and his company
0: failed. This didn't stop Richard. We all know what happened next. On December 5th, 1997, Richard announced that he planned to clone a human being before any federal laws could be enacted to ban the process and that he was going to open an ass load of facilities up. After this announcement, Richard started collecting money to start these facilities up. He stated that he needed $2.5 million before the year 2000 to be able to clone the first human. And surprisingly, he got around $800,000 fairly quickly.
1: So this caught the attention of the media and news stations started interviewing him. And he actually started like taking advantage of this and making his rounds around all these news stations to get more money. And uh, Richard told him, the news media, that he was going to, you know, make little baby clones for infertile couples. Now, the media and the population heard this and started being pissed off at him. They said that he was taking advantage of desperate women. This kind of caught Richard off guard because he was like, oh, no, I'm doing good. I'm cloning little babies, you know, for infertile couples. But if that pisses you off and you think I'm testing it on babies, well, instead, I'm going to clone myself first. So he ended up doing another interview after that and said, And we quote,
2: God made man in his own image. God intended for man to become one with God. Cloning is the first serious step in becoming one with God. Man will develop the technology, the science, and the capability to have indefinite lifespan.
1: We tried to look up more information about Richard. I know I searched for damn near an hour trying to look for any more information to see what happened to him and his cloning facilities to even see if his ass was even alive and i couldn't find anything on him i tried to see if he was a part of the cia i tried to see you know anything nothing so if you have any information about him or if he's your grandfather shoot us an email and uh we'd like to hear about what happened to richard seed all right so that's the end of strange facts and findings. So let's get on to the theories.
0: Now, to start off this theory section, let's discuss the supposed different types of clones that the Elite make. There are three different types to be exact. The replication clones, the duplication clones, Robotoid Edition, the duplication clones, RIM Phase Driven Edition.
2: So what are the differences between the three? Well, let's start off with the replication clones first. These type of clones are grown from birth using a single cell taken from the original body. Replication clones, while identical to the donor's cell's body, have their own soul with their own personality that develops independently as they grow. Think of them as Dolly the sheep or cloning your favorite animal. You take a cell from that animal, grow it, and it looks just like your original animal because it's a clone
1: now that was the replication clone now let's talk about the duplication clones because they're a little different if you remember there's two different ones there's a robotoid edition and the rim phase driven edition now before we get into the different types let's just talk about the duplication clones in general now both of these editions are grown in about five months in a tank into fully formed adults, or grown to whatever age the donor was who gave their sample, willingly or unwillingly. Now, these clones kind of sit in a coma state in their tank, kind of like think of it as the Matrix, until they're activated. How they are activated determines which addition they are. If they're the REM phase-driven clones or the robotoid clones. So let's kind of explain the difference in the two.
0: A REM phase clone is one that has a consciousness transfer of the donor or individual to the clone. So how does this REM phase work? Well, when a normal human is asleep in the REM phase, the consciousness is transferred by mind-hack technology into that clone's body and it moves around. The mind doesn't necessarily have to be hacked for the clone to work, a person can animate their clone by going into REM sleep and controlling it. Now let's
2: explain the Robotoid clone. Instead of this clone having a consciousness transfer, it has an AI computer brain inserted instead. A robotoid clone still has a normal human body but a computer brain and is soulless. You can cut them and they bleed, but they have no independent soul, will, or self-awareness. When it is told to commit suicide, it will do so without hesitation and they have no instinct for self-preservation. These robotoid clones run on advanced AI, wetware, computer programming. They can even download memories of the person and mimic their behavior. Holy shit, dude. This reminds me of fucking Blade Runner.
1: Yeah, and it reminds me of what Joe Biden is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. By the way, we're not political. We don't take political sides. We're not Republican. We're not Democrat. We're the party of the people.
2: That's right. Praise Putin. But
1: you, you can't... Oh, my God. No, not praise Putin. But I can tell you this. Praise Bigfoot. There is some celebrities and there is some politicians that have some weird shit going on that makes me think that they're this robotoid clones, right? They got some weird shit going on. I bet all the politicians have clones. Hell yeah, dude.
0: Hillary Clinton does. I know that. Yeah.
1: Anyways. All right. So um. I wanted to put that in the strange facts and findings section or like at the history of cloning, but it didn't really fit into those two. So I figured I'd throw it at the beginning of theories. So you kind of got an idea of the three different types of clones as we move forward through the rest of these theories. So let's kind of move on to the next one, which is actually a story. And it comes from a guy named Donald Marshall. Now this Donald Marshall guy made, A lot of crazy-ass claims. And it started all back in 2011. Donald decided to go on Facebook and air out his drama on multiple posts claiming that he was a clone. Not only that, but he claimed that that him and his family were born in a cloning center, which was run by the Queen of England. Yeah, there, there you go, Hans. There's your queen insert.
0: Donald went on to say that during his time living at this cloning center, he discovered that the entire operation is run by a group consisting of Freemasons and Scientologists called the Vril Society. This secret society group is what we know today as the Illuminati. Donald also stated
2: that the members of the Illuminati typically meet in underground bunkers around the world that some of these bunkers also contain a network of highly lucrative celebrity cloning farms. Donald said that the cloning
1: part of the operation didn't actually start until sometime after World War II, at which point the political people started bringing, you know, the movie stars and the musicians there to hang around with them and play music and just kind of like hang out. And not only that, but Donald said that these politicians can control who remembers the cloning facilities kind of like with a device, like that, uh, that the men in black have in that movie, you look at the pen, it flashes and you don't remember anything.
0: Oh, I don't remember any of
1: that. What are you talking about? So Donald also said that some of these clones are used for mere entertainment value, like uh, gladiator style wrestling, sexual perversions, Illuminati ritual, ritual sacrifices and other things. Um, But he did say that some of the other clones are kept as precautionary measures should the clone's original, you know, the original person, ever need like a new liver or some other type of organ replacement, that they don't have to wait in line for an organ donor, that they have their own organ donor just sitting there in a vat of substance being, you know, waiting to be plucked.
0: Donald then made an additional post that talks about the Queen. And it's short enough that we can read it all. So Hans, do you want to read that for us? Yes.
2: The Royal Family of England, yes, Queen Elizabeth, Philip Duke of Edinburgh, and Prince Charles are the worst of them. Unbelievable, depraved perverts all showing off for the celebrities that go there. Elizabeth does ungodly things to them. Some she fakes being nice to, some she is terrible to, cutting them with swords while they scream. There are decent people that are there, are afraid to say anything against them because most of their children there are being held by them as some kind of hostage.
1: They have been torturing me terribly, so I decided that I will tell all. Vladimir Putin loves to put the fear of torture and death into people, but is essentially a cowardly pervert himself. Most of the famous people are ashamed to speak or be seen by me, as they're ashamed of the perverse and disgusting gatherings. I am a decent person and will not participate in these acts. So they use me as an example and torture me for being a good person.
0: Now, that was directly from Donald's post. And of course, it didn't stop there. He went on to state that if you torture a person's clone, that the original person will feel it. He also said that each new clone made decreases your mental capacity. So the more clones that are being made, the easier that person is to hurt. Also, he said that clones are notoriously obedient.
1: Donald reminds me of Kyle Odom. A
0: little bit, yeah.
1: I wonder if... I hate to push this off as schizophrenia, but his writing is similar to that. I mean, would you guys agree?
0: Yeah.
2: I would. Most definitely.
1: But let's just say, hypothetically, what if it is all true? What if the Queen's down there with Vladimir Putin and they're, like, cloning people and torturing them? That'd be some crazy-ass shit. Yeah. We're going to move on to our next theory. So, Hans, you want to start it off for us?
2: Our next theory revolves around the music industry. According to this theory, the elites in control have already been cloning people for hundreds of years for multiple reasons. Just like our last theory, some say that the music industry is filled with human clones to keep us docile and entertained while the elites do more sinister stuff in the background while our eyes are turned away. So if the elites really do clone celebrities, who are the supposed ones that are cloned? Well, we do have a list of these celebrities in which we are going to go over.
1: And the first celebrity we're going to talk about is the rap artist Eminem. Now, real quick before we dive deep into this, what we know for a fact is that Eminem checked himself into rehab after a drug overdose in 2005. Now, keep that fact in the back of your head as we go forward. All right, so Eminem's rise to worldwide fame occurred in the late 90s. This theory states that the Illuminati approached him whenever he rose up to fame to see how willingly he would be to join their gang of their ultimate powerful individuals.
0: Eminem foolishly declined. And then shortly after he was kidnapped by the elites who made a clone of him and the real Eminem was killed. Now his death or kidnapping wasn't made public. Instead it was stated that he went into rehab. After Eminem came out of rehab, his face had changed, leading many to speculate that he was killed and replaced by a clone or else simply replaced by a lookalike. You know, a different person entirely that happens to look like the original.
2: So something else to kind of add to this theory is some lyrics from Eminem. In 2003, he said, and I quote, There is only one me, so f*** you. Then in 2009, he said, and I quote, There are two of me, and the first one is dead. Do you think Eminem was clones? I mean, he got faster for Rap God, so maybe. I
0: I think he did. He just seems way different.
1: Eh. Well, I just think he got plastic surgery. Think so? Yeah, I mean, he's got the typical shiny forehead and weird Botox face. I just think he got plastic surgery.
2: I mean, there's only one way to find out. We gotta find out if he is the real Slim Shady.
1: So we gotta ask him if he needs to stand up.
2: Yeah, and if he doesn't stand up, dude.
1: Yeah. All right, so let's talk about our next celebrity clone, which is Britney Spears. All right, so this one starts all the way back in 1998, right before the release of her hit song, Baby One More Time. And, and by the way, uh, how many of you remember it as Baby One More Time, the song being called that? I thought it was called Hit Me Baby One More Time, not just Baby One More Time. Is this another Mandela effect that we discovered, or has it always been "Baby One More Time"?
0: Hit me, baby, one more time. Honestly, I never knew the name of the song. I just knew that one phrase. I knew it as
2: "Hit me, baby, one more time." I remember watching, you know, the infomercials where it's like "Kids Bob" or you know, you know. Now, you remember when they used to sell those CDs?
1: Yeah. Well, apparently, it's "Baby One More Time" now.
2: Well, they're wrong.
1: I guess another Mandela effect happened. But, anyways. So, during that time in 1998, when she released that single, Britney and Justin Timberlake had been dating, right? And apparently, one day, or one night, they got into a nasty car accident. And Justin had received some serious burns and was placed into a coma. And Britney had died from decapitation. So, because human beings must have heads and clones must have heads, the record label was forced to find a Britney Spears replacement. Now, the theory goes is that the record company took a sample from Britney's dead body and started the clone-making process. However, this took time. So they decided to go to the mall and host a Britney Spears lookalike alike contest in which they found a girl named, get this, Britney Shears. Like, you know, you cut things, Shears. <laughs> You're so funny, Aaron. So funny. No, that's that was really her name. I'd kiss you right now if you weren't so funny. <laughs> All right, assholes. So they used this Britney Shears as a stand-in until the clone was ready, and then they killed off Britney Shears. Now, back in the day, I remember this announcement happening. I remember me sitting in my mom's car. I was probably like 12, 13, and the radio hosts went on air and said that Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake had gotten into a car crash and Justin Timberlake survived and was in a coma, but Britney had died. And I remember specifically thinking, why couldn't have Justin died? Because I had a crush on Britney at the time, and I was like, oh my God. You would. So I was pretty upset, but then it came out that it was a hoax. So, I don't know. Maybe it really happened, and then the friggin' talk show hosts released that information that they weren't supposed to, but the, they ended up uh, getting fired for doing that announcement because they said it was fake. But That's just one of the theories that Britney Spears is a clone.
0: I mean, something happened to her. Yeah. Uh,
1: so let's go on to this next clone celebrity.
0: All right. So our next supposedly clone celebrity is Miley Cyrus. This supposedly happened way back in 2010. Disney couldn't contain the rebellious teen, killed her, and dumped her remains in the California desert. Now, there are two different theories as to why this occurred. One theory states that in early
2: 2010, when Miley started rebelling, such as leaking her nudes, smoking shit, and writing seductive songs, that Disney was pissed. And so, you know, they called in Mickey Mouse. And he was like, "Ha huh We gotta put stop this shit. Oh, God. All right. They had spent years building up the Hannah Montana brand for little girls to look up to. And now Miley was ruining that. Disney decided to make a clone of Miley and murder the original one. For them to only realize that they couldn't control the clone either. And she still went out there and shook that ass.
1: Yeah, that was one of the theories. Now, the other one is that Miley Cyrus actually refused the sexual advances of various Disney executives and that the Disney higher-ups got pissed, beat her up, killed her, left her dead body in the desert, and brought in the clones that they already had prepared. Which, by the way, we have no, like, proof to back any of these theories up. We're just hypothesizing and saying what people speculated about. So... Take these with a grain of salt, do your own research, and uh, send me an email if you think of uh, other celebrities that are clones. All right, uh, so let's go on to this next theory we got.
0: All right, this theory is that long before Dolly the Sheep was cloned in 1996, that the CIA had already perfected cloning not only animals, but humans as well. The CIA was already cloning humans at the time and using them for different purposes such as false flag attacks, other various things, and at the time, the CIA was withholding this cloning technology from the public.
2: Now, the CIA wasn't expecting the Roslyn Institute to announce that they cloned Dolly. With this announcement, the CIA quickly realized that the scientific community was about to be able to accomplish human cloning that the CIA had been withholding from the scientific community. Human cloning would be available to anyone in the world, and the CIA, they didn't want that. So they had to figure out a way to get nations to ban human cloning before it even started. So how do they do this, you might ask? Well, they got the good old CIA uh,
1: right-hand man, Bill Clinton, to go in front of everyone and cause an uproar with his concerns about it. So you guys remember when Bill Clinton went in front of the Ethic Committee, right? Right after Dolly was announced, and he was like, Yeah, there doesn't need to be any more human clonings. You guys remember that?
2: Yeah, I did not have sexual relations with that clone in the Oval Office.
1: Exactly. So he went and made those announcements, right? Well, then shortly after that, uh, the CIA, they make this scientist named Richard Seed, Tell everyone that he was opening up a human cloning clinic, not only in the United States, but worldwide. Like the CIA went to him and said, hey, you're a CIA plant. You're going to make up that you're building human cloning clinics. And Richard's like, huh, okay, cool. So he made this announcement. This announcement caused worldwide panic and made, of course, a lot of these nations ban human cloning which then the CIA was still able to control its monopoly over human cloning. And that's this theory, and I believe this theory. Like, as crazy as this sounds, I, I kind of I believe it. I mean, I kind of do.
2: It's not hard to believe.
1: No, the, the CIA, well, not just the CIA, but I believe the government has already perfected human cloning.
2: When, when the government works hard on something, and then, you know, Let's say, like, Aaron, you work hard on something that's groundbreaking. What happens? You All of a sudden you get all these, like, people that work for the government bashing you and discrediting you. So, I mean, it's not a, not un, you know, unthinkable.
1: CIA's out there uh, cloning people left and right. So let's jump into our last theory. Dan, uh, can you start it off for us?
0: Our next theory revolves around 23 and wee. Now, if you don't know what that is, basically, it's a company that sends you a kit. You send them a sample back and they look at your DNA sample. They then send you back a paper that tells you many specific things about your ancestry. The origins of your bloodline connects you to relatives you never knew you had builds bonds and relationships with people you never thought you had in common with and it is stated by 23 and me to be a fun innocent gift to bring the family closer
2: now when you use 23 and me you are giving them full consent not only them but their partners as well to do as they see fit with your dna it is stated in their agreement Provide sample now belongs to the company sent to and any of its affiliates that may be a part of the research and publications. You give immediate consent to any research and studies involving your sample. Your sample and research is distributed to anyone who chooses to purchase it.
1: And if that isn't scary enough, this kind of brings up the idea, the theory, that there's a potential for the unknown. Uh, For the unknown sources, intercepting your information and DNA and using it for whatever purpose that they see fit. For an example, uh, the government could take it, your DNA, and make a clone of you and then use that clone to shoot up a place. Or let's say if you were the president of a country, they could simply clone you and then get rid of you. Or they could place a clone in your place. As they interrogate you, as if you were never missing, the possibilities of this are endless. And when you think about it, it's it's pretty scary. Because if they do have this capability, they could f your life up really easily by maybe just planting your DNA at a crime scene or or whatever they see fit. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, okay. So I I haven't done 23andMe. I mean, I've done Ancestry though. I thought you did. Tw- no i did I did ancestry
1: do they do the same thing where they send you a kit and you swap your your dangly thing? yeah,
0: okay, actually, you like spit into a tube,
1: oh, you spit into a tube,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, and they you send it to them and then you know after a while they'll send you an email saying, hey, your results are in, then you log on and it'll tell you like where you're from, and then you can actually match it with like family members you never knew, so it's kind of just like twenty three of me but I think 23andMe actually do, does, like, a little bit more that I don't really care about. But, I mean, now they have my DNA, and uh, I might be a murderer. Who knows?
1: Well, I think they have everybody's. They have. I mean, they have our fingerprints, too. They have everything of us. If they wanted to, they could screw us over very easily.
0: Yeah, as many cameras are that are out there, you really think they don't have a picture of your face? They do. As many things as you touch out there, you don't think they have their, your fingerprints?
1: I mean, they got your fingerprints already with your iPhone. Right, you use your fingerprint technology to unlock your phone, right?
0: Yeah, the new ones only use face. Oh, yeah,
1: see, they got facial technology. Snapchat collects your facial data and sells it to the government.
0: I mean, our job before, you know, fingerprint, and face. Yeah. They, they took the fingerprint, they swabbed my cheek. The, the mouth cheek. I mean, they got our fingerprints when you're born. And your footprints, dude. How freaky is that? Yeah, your footprints. Yeah, in your foreskin. Yeah, so they have your DNA. They have everything of yours already.
1: All right, that takes us to the personal thoughts and theories. I want to hear yours, Dan. Do you think clones are real? Do you think they exist? Or actually, first off, let me back up. Do you think the technology exists right now where we have perfected cloning a human?
0: Perfecting? No. I don't think it's perfected yet. They have it, but it's not perfected. Just because, like, say, Eminem, he went in, comes out of rehab, he looks totally different, in my opinion. Miley Cyrus, you know, oh, I was pretending to be Hannah Montana, then she comes out as this, you know, influencer that people say, I don't know how, but okay, whatever. She's totally different. Like, the people that they say that are cloned, when they hit a certain age or they're cloned, they're a totally different person. You you can see the difference, but then they blame it on something that, Rehab, drugs, oh, I'm becoming my own person, some random shit like that. So I definitely believe that they do our cloning, but it's not perfected yet. Each one has a defect, you could say.
1: All right. Hans, what do you think? Do you think that cloning exists and is being withheld from the public and that the government's already perfected it?
2: Yeah, most definitely. Cloning does exist. Is it being withheld? Yeah, it is. But guess what? A lot of other things are being withheld besides cloning, but we're not going to get into that on this episode. My personal thoughts and theories is it's been going around since um, World War II. Look like if you all hadn't listened to the uh, Twin Town Theories Thursday, there is a town of twins, identical twins in Brazil that are all blonde hair and blue eye. And guess what? Joseph Mangala, the angel of death, and crazy Nazi doctor, he was so adamant on twins. What if he's been cloning them? I mean, you got to look at areas like that with like dense, dense, like a twin population and identical twins. Like, you know, stuff like that. Wow, does cloning exist? Like, I get it. Identical twins, it's a thing. But when it happens in such a high rate, it kind of leads one to think, like, what what's in the water there? You know the only person I would be okay with him cloning is? Who? Macho man Randy Savage. Oh. That's right.
1: Ooh, macho man. Yeah, man, they need to bring back all the deceased wrestlers.
0: Dude, Robin Williams, bring him back right now. Oh, my God. We actually need some real comedians out there. Ooh, shots fired. Dave Chappelle's a pretty good comedian. He's good, but...
2: Dude, that's not even the real Dave Chappelle.
1: Oh, yeah, that's the clone Dave Chappelle.
2: Yeah, notice how he went in hiding for like 10 years or 12. It was some time.
1: Yeah, it took a long time for them to grow him. <laughs> but my thoughts behind all this is the same as yours, Hans. I, I believe that it was perfected around World War Two. that they've withheld it from the population because... They're using it for their own purposes. I I believe the elite have access to certain things that us regular people do not. I believe that they have vats of clones of themselves without consciousness. You know, it's just a body that's growing these organs in case, you know, their heart fails and they can go and say, hey, give me my clone's heart. And it's an automatic acceptance of your body taking it in rather than you having to worry about, you know, being on a waiting list and then your body rejecting it. So, yeah, I, I think that's also another reason if you look at some of the um, higher-up elites. What's his name? Uh, what's the elites? that re- Rothschilds. If you look at some oh, of the Rothschilds, yeah. they're like a billion years old.
0: Didn't one of them die not too long ago? Like a couple months ago?
1: Mm, I think, I don't know. I know one ha- is like, a billion years old, and he's had, like, six heart transplants. It's like, God damn, how many hearts is this guy going to get? As many as they can clone. Yeah, they're cloning them quick.
0: Do you think Elon Musk is a clone?
1: I think he's like an alien in a human suit. The dude's weird. He is. Him and Bezos. Bezos has got some reptilian eyes on him. He looks like he'd be on the Men in Black movie. (laughs) <laughs> and like his uh, face would open up, and there'd be a little alien sitting in his head driving,
2: sugar, sugar water. The the cloning thing and like the alteration of DNA, it reminds me of that movie Galactica. Y'all ever seen that?
1: Uh, I've never seen it. Yeah, never seen it.
2: Yeah, it's where you can. Uh, sp- oh, it's a. It's got a Judith Law in it, I think. Can't remember, but uh, you you basically can. Alter the DNA of your child before it's born so you can, like, have the best traits. Like, oh, I want him to be 8 foot tall. I want him to have size 13 feet. And, you know, just some, like, I want him to have blonde hair and and blue eyes. Or I want him to have red hair and brown eyes. You know, just some weird stuff. But uh, it kind of reminds me of that.
1: So genetic bait, like, uh, genet- what do they call those? Uh, model babies?
2: Yeah, genetically modified babies.
0: Hmm. I don't think I'd ever do that. No.
2: I already did.
0: It's like the Pokemon game, where you're like breeding Pokemon to get the perfect one. It's like cloning them, right?
1: <laughs> the million dollar question. For free, if a company came to you and said, we could make a clone of yourself, but it would start off as a baby and you'd have to raise it,
0: would you do it? A clone of myself? Yeah. Yeah. Did I agree to this, or did they just randomly do it? It was like, "Hey, here's a little clone of yourself. You got to raise it now."
1: No, they came to you and they was like, "Hey, we can make you one. Would you would you accept it?" Ooh,
0: you know, I probably would.
2: What about you, Hans? I already am doing that. Yeah, he
0: is actually. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, uh, sorry, no face reveal for you, listeners. But you're just gonna take my word and everybody's word.
1: All right. Well, um, do y'all have any more things you want to add to today's? episode for your personal thoughts and theories about cloning Mm, nothing not really all right well that's the end of the episode today so now we're going to move to on the scene if you're not familiar with on the scene it is where a listener goes out into the street and interviews uh, unsuspecting individuals and asks them questions about current conspiracy happenings around the world so anyone can do this. You can do it. Yeah, you, the listener. You can just go out in the street with your phone, interview somebody, make sure it's less than two minutes long. After you get done interviewing them with your phone, send that audio clip to one of our email addresses, which can be found on our website at theoriesofthethirdkind.com. Click on the contact button, and there is our email addresses. All right, so this week's on the scene is from the Discord user, Thin Glizzy. You You. So shout out to you, Think Lizzy. Think Lizzy. We're gonna play that right
2: now. King Gobbler. Alright.
1: Alright, this is Thing Lizzie on the scene.
0: Uh so uh Chris, what do you think about UFOs?
2: In regards to
0: what? Are they real? Yes. Sure. Okay. Well, what do you guys think
2: about Bigfoot? Is Bigfoot real? Uh
1: yeah. Um If it were real, would I hunt him? Probably not. If you were to hunt Bigfoot, what type of weapon would you choose?
0: Uh, elephant gun, I guess. Elephant New killer gun. weapon.
1: Okay, excellent, excellent. These these seem like great great weapons of choice. Um, if you guys were to encounter an alien, would you let said alien clap your cheeks? Absolutely not. A- Andrew, what, what do you think? Would uh, you,
0: I, eh? I might try it. It's an alien. Might be fun. All
1: right, and there we go. You heard it here, folks. Might be fun. <laughs> absolutely not. He goes, absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, my God. <laughs> I
2: like that. Would you, would you let said alien clap them cheeks? <laughs>
1: hey, speaking of Bigfoot, I have a story real Ooh, quick. Tell us, tell us. I went to my cottage this past weekend, and I showed up late at night. I go to unlock the door to the camp. And I hear something in the woods go, Rrr, and I'm like, whoa, flash light over there. There's nothing there. So I'm like, what could that be? And I hear it again. Rrr, I'm like, that's f***ing Bigfoot. So I run inside and I close the door and I go to sleep. That's my story. Pretty shitty, I know.
0: I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. But I was going to say, maybe it was that f***ing bear that walking around.
1: Oh, my God. Hey, a couple weeks ago, we saw giant bear tracks on the beach there. Giant bear tracks. At the camp? Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. So there is a bear back around
0: that area. I mean, last time we all slept in tents.
1: Yeah, that was scary as shit. I thought I, I literally thought I was going to die. Right? That night.
0: Dude, I was in a tent by myself. I thought I was going to die first. <laughs>
1: Yeah, bear walking around while you're in a tent and it's like rubbing up against it. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, I mean, lucky I. I'm hoping it was. I'm pretty sure it was a black bear in that area. It's a black bear, but still.
1: Yeah, but uh, thank you, Thin Glizzy, for this week's on the scene. Uh, I love you. Yes, thank you for that, Bigfoot.
2: Oh, I love you so much, baby girl.
1: Nice. All right, Um, so let's move on to shout-outs. So I'll start off on Instagram real quick. I don't have that many this week. Let's see. McKenna, TJ, Grace, Bianca, LHA, Katie J., Isaac Lucero, Maria Lazarus, Jermaine, Luke Walton, Donald Spence, Jeffrey Enos, Corey, Kyle Robbuck, Vinny B, Kitty, Ryan Chestnut, Elizabeth Curtis, Jordan Poole, Lucas, Chris Warble, Ryan, Levi, Nathaniel, Austin, Charlie, Haley, and David. And that's all I have for Instagram shoutouts. What about you, Dan? What do you got for Facebook
0: shoutouts? All right. For Facebook shoutouts, I have Priscilla G, Aubrey J., Jacob G, Louis A, Dustin G, Trevor J, uh, AJG, Shelby C, and Santiago. Then, uh, got a couple from Instagram, since, you know, now we all have our Instagrams. Uh, have Anxiety, Shane C, Jordan, and her Bigfoot loving self. Uh, Sam Koak and Christian M. Then, uh, shout out to Erin Gray from Discord. She sent me a care package of Bigfoot stuff. I'm at to take pictures and post some of that stuff on Instagram. She bought me a badass button-up shirt, Bigfoot style. It's very awesome looking, so I'll post those.
2: Dude, you get... Sh- I don't get anything... Oh, my God. I know, right? Dude, like, this is so much hate yeah, I know. to us <laughs> other hosts.
1: Yeah.
0: Y'all actually got something... Uh. From Senor Jalapeno. He sent us some Jalapeno stuff. Mmm. I just have to ship it to you. It's uh, some Jalapeno seasoning. Ooh. So I got shipped that to y'all.
1: Nice. Thank you, Senor Jalapeno.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. Then uh, Jazzy Faye sent me some rice and some gummy bears.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, Aaron, you don't know. We have a thing where the listeners have to fill up the P.O. box with rice, and then we're going to basically force face reveal you. Sorry. How are you going to
1: force face reveal me?
2: We're going to get up there to
1: man and beat
0: you down with all the rice bags. Yeah, that's right, dude.
2: Rice in the freaking socks. Come get some.
0: Hey, I already got a couple bags. It's on. But uh that then um Harry Scallywag, he sent me a uh, a patch for that says that my dad was a Vietnam vet. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. And that's what I have for shout-outs this week.
1: All right. Sweet.
2: So Hans, what do you got for shout-outs this week?
0: Oh, it's a short
2: list, but I'm gonna kinda knock it out. Uh we got High C from Discord, Zumba Zombie, Red Dadpool, Lissa Davis, Kaiser Soche, Aaron from Theories of the Third Kind. What? Sleepy What? You shouted out me? Yeah, dude. Oh man, thanks. You're welcome. And another shout out to Danielson from Theories of Third Kind. Oh shit, son. Um, Queenpin Jamie, Glitch Bitch, Tosh MJ, Tory, Renee, Harry Scallywag, Thin Glizzy, Stevie Ray, and Steffi Lisi.
0: Yeah, that that's it. Oh, shout out to Lissa. You suck. Yeah, shout
1: out to you. Love you. All right. So do you all have anything else you want to add to today's episode? Before we roll it out?
0: I think I'm good.
1: Hans? I'm good. All right. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. And again, thank you for all your support. You are amazing, every single one of you. So with that being said, Dan and Hans, you want to roll us out?
0: Sure will. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you're not alone.